Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Thursday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. That was very enthusiastic. That's right. Because I'm very excited. Are you? Yeah. For new baby animals at the Animal Kingdom? That's right. So as Cheryl mentioned, there were two new babies born at the Animal Kingdom uh, since the start of the year. On January 21st, a Hartsman zebra was born to his mother Prima. Uh, and he's being looked at by the West Savannah team, uh, cute little fella. And uh, in better, in, in more fun news, a male Angolan black and white colobus monkey named Douglas was born on January fifteenth to Mother Zara at the Gorilla Falls Expedition Trail. So if you look high up in the trees in the um, at the Gorilla Trail, you'll be able to see the little white furball snuggling with his mom. That's I, a great name. Yeah, Douglas. Douglas. He joins his sister, Alika, who was born in 2018, and she likes to groom him while Mother looks on. Aw. Yeah. Adorable. In Disneyland Paris, there's a story about the coins that get tossed into the fountains. Are you going to be able to handle this one? Or? Yes. So for 27 years, uh, the coins that get donated, that get tossed into the fountain have been donated into the, well, the American, the English version is the Foundation Hospital of uh, Paris Hospital of France, but I guess it's Fondation Hospital de Paris, Hospital de France. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they support what's called the Yellow Coins Campaign for hospitals across the country. I guess it's monetary donations. So Disneyland Paris welcomed 300 children and their families from 18 hospitals uh, in support of the 2020 Yellow Coin Campaign, um, as well, along with the wife of French, uh, the wife of the French president. And uh, the Godfather, I guess, who was the sponsor of the 2020 campaign. So these kids got to see the new Frozen celebration uh, that is uh, over in Disneyland Paris. And they got to see some of their uh, favorite attractions and paint a giant Disney-themed fresco. Uh, And the frescoes will hang on the walls of the pediatric wards. Oh, super fun. Yeah. What a great thing to do with those coins. That's right. Um, An artist is suing Disney over the Guinevere van from the Onward movie. Yeah, that's uh, kind of not cool. But a San Francisco artist who goes by the name of Sweet Cecily Danaher uh, is suing the Pixar and the producer Corey Ray for con- covertly using her vehicle as the basis for Guinevere. Uh, apparently, this woman is a San Francisco-based artist, and she has a 1972 Chevrolet G10 van, which features red shag carpeting, a roof covered in white shag carpet, red velour seats and walls, and has a large exterior mural of a unicorn. It has been highlighted by the artist on Instagram and is well known around the San Francisco area. Uh, area. Uh, the artist refers to her uh, vehicle as the Vanicorn and says she has loved unicorns her entire life. Now, if that were the whole story, you would say, well, you know, 1970s, there was lots of fantasy work on right. Uh, you know, passenger vans. Right. However, in 2018, Pixar reached out to this woman and apparently rented her vehicle for a family uh, event at the Pixar campus. Uh, so the vehicle was on campus for the day and all of a sudden it shows up in the trailer for Onward and this woman's like, well, it's too similar to my van. Um, she also says that the producer reached out to her in June of 2019 to apologize and said that she didn't know that the van was going to be used uh, for um, for the movie. Yeah, it's a little fishy. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm sure even if they didn't do it on totally on purpose, I think if the people who were drawing this were exposed to it, the idea probably came from there. Right. Yeah. So her attorneys argue that the rental contract for the van did not allow photos, video, or visual representations of the Vanicorn for any other purpose other than that day's special event. Uh, We'll probably see that get settled out of court. Yeah, probably. But it sounds like maybe she deserves a little something. Right. Um, The Epcot experience has added indoor seating and some quick snacks and beverages uh, for your enjoyment. Uh, They're very quick snacks. They're just um, popcorn, pretzels, different chips. Uh, They have sodas, Powerade, bottled water. They have ice cream bars, ice cream sandwiches, uh, a couple of different kinds. Um, And then they even have some beer flights, strawberry daiquiris, pina coladas, so some alcoholic options too. The alcohol menu is as big as the bites um, and non-alcoholic beverage menu combined. Right. Yeah. And there there is one item on the bites that is covered right now, so... Uh, don't know what that is, but there is rumor that uh, chicken nuggets and flatbreads, as well as wraps and salads, were coming to this location. Well, that's so, not all going to fit under that covered area. No, not in that little section <laughs> there. Um, it's interesting. I didn't realize that the Epcot experience was a big enough deal to have its own food area. Yeah, well, of course, they took, I'm looking at pictures and there's no one in it. So. They they took what. Um, the seating area had been uh, used with some photo backdrops and they had photo pass photographers in there. So you could take, you know, cool photos with fun backdrops. Um, the, some of the backdrops still remain, mm-hmm. but the photo pass photographers are gone because it's now a restaurant. Right. So you can take your own photos, or a quick service location. But, you know, we've, we've talked about the fact that they are going to be closing the electric umbrella at some point for a refurb. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to need something in the, in that part of the park. You Especially know, the, in the summertime, you need that like place for downtime and the cool air conditioning. Right. You know, the other side of the park has sunshine, sunshine seasons inside the land pavilion. Um, and then they're going to replace it with a, a, a hamburger kiosk, the taste track outside of test track. Yeah, but that's all outside. So, yeah, no indoor seating. Right. Yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's also two new eateries at. The Disney's Wide World of Sports. Uh, what are what are they? Right. Well, I've I've never had the experience of going to the Wide World of Sports. You have, and I think you're going to give us some insight on this. But um, the Four R Restaurant Group, uh, which already has a location at the Wide World of Sports complex, and it's known as the Smokehouse, which is in the arena. Uh, they are bringing in two new locations, and they are called the Grill by Four Rivers and the Coop by Four Rivers. Uh, the Grill by Four Rivers, and these are both inside the arena, and they will only be open for arena events. Uh, but the Grill by Four Rivers will, f- will feature American classics like cheeseburgers, chili, uh, and cheese hot dogs, corn dog nuggets, and a vegan-friendly uh, uh, Beyond Burger on a vegan-friendly bun. Uh, the Coop will feature chicken dishes such as chicken tenders, grilled and fried chicken sandwiches, and a chicken tender salad. Yeah, so I'm not sure what in the arena exactly means because when you go to the Wide World of Sports, there's um, an entrance area where you go through and you have to have tickets. Outside of that, there's not a whole lot. Like there's, uh, there might be, there might be a shop maybe that you can go into without actually going through the gates. Once you get through the gates, there's sort of like a long street area. And off of that is what I would maybe consider more like the arena. And that's the indoor space where they do dance and cheer competitions um, but then there's also all kinds of fields behind that. Um, so I don't know what they consider the arena. Now, they have a big restaurant, I couldn't tell you the name off the top of my head, that is sort of off of that main street area. 
that has an entrance there that's not inside the indoor arena part, um, but that's typically where you would go for any main kind of food. There's a big bar toward the back. You order food from the front area. Some of it's um, grab and go. So that's like the main section. When you're actually inside the performance arena, they, on the day of your event, open like concession windows, but they're really lame. When we were there, some of the performances were really early in the morning. So they had these open, you know, they had coffee and like pre-made bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches. Just not, not, it's not like Disney style food. It was kind of more like you were at your, I don't know, local hockey game at the, you know, the, the rink. Right. Um, so I'm hoping that the, well, I mean, either place they put them, they just, they really need more food options there. So it's good to see them coming. I'm just curious as to exactly what they mean by in the arena. Now, the arena uh, looks like refers to the Wide World of Sports Cheer Arena. Okay. All right. So yeah, the inside part where there were just previously those lame concessions. So that's good. Cool. Oh, there is a Wetzel's Pretzels uh, at Wide there World is. of Sports as well. <laughs> yes. So you can get those little pretzel wrapped uh, hot dogs. It's a, the Wetzel's Pretzels is a, like a cart that they just like wheel out in oh, front of, it? yeah, in front of. The they used to have the uh, ESPN restaurant that was by like uh, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. And I, like I said, I, they have one big restaurant there. I don't mm-hmm. know what, what it is. And it, it's changed in the times that I've been there since I've been there before. It used to be that they would like come to your table and take your order. Um, then the next time I was there, it was, um, you went up and ordered the food that you wanted, but you still went to the bar for any really alcoholic drinks. And then this last time that I was there, um, you went up to order your food, and then they but they also had a grab and go section with registers over there where you could just get drinks. They had Dole Whip, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also went to the back to get uh, alcoholic drinks at the bar. So I don't know. They've been changing things up, but always good to have a few more options when when there's a big event going on there. There's just not enough to choose from. So. That is good. Excellent. So, yeah, so I looked it up while you were talking, and that is the ESPN Wide World of Sports Grill uh, is the other food location that they have there. Right. Yeah, that's where you – that's just – that's outside of the arena, though, down that street area. All right. Now, on the topic of sports, as we all know, the Super Bowl is coming this Sunday. Uh, And if you're going to watch the 49ers and the Chiefs and you're going to be in Disney World, where do you watch the game? I don't know. Where do you watch the game? All right. Well, Disney has released a list of uh, places that are offering the game. Uh, The Art of Animation Resort is going to be showing it at the drop-off pool bar, and they will have a drink special called the Finish Line for $15. The ESPN Club on Disney's Boardwalk will be uh, broadcasting the game. However, it's pricey. Oh, yeah. If you want to watch the game, you must reserve the 3 p.m. seating at a cost of $100 with a minimum food and beverage order. Uh, the Atlantic Dance Hall will also offer a Super Bowl screening starting at 5.30. Due to the contract, there is no food that can be sold on site, but guests are permitted to purchase food on the boardwalk and bring it into the Atlantic Dance Hall. Okay. So it's a BYOF. That's kind of fun. Um, the Wilderness Lodge, if you are in the Vacation Club, Reunion Station will be hosting an event for $50 a person, which includes food and beverage with additional beverages for purchase. Um, but there are only 28 guests that can uh, take part in that experience due to the size of the oh, hall. It's like having people over to your that, house. That's like six families. <laughs> like, why would they even bother with the, like, I don't know, charging for it? It's Right. 
so in the All-Stars resorts, they will be showing the, the game uh, on big screens. Uh, recreation teams will be showing the game on big screens. I'm not sure if they're the inflatable ones. Uh, at Disney's Art of Animation, it will be in the Landscape of Flavors, uh, which is their food court. Uh, on the Boardwalk, you can watch the game at Big River Grill and Brewing Works or the Bellevue Lounge. At Coronado Springs, you can watch it at the Three Ridges Bar and Grill or Rick's Sports, and, uh, Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, at Fort Wilderness, Crockett's Tavern. At the Animal Kingdom Lodge, you can watch it at Victoria Falls Lounge. They will add an additional 55-inch television Whoa. for that one. All right. Uh, at the Poly, you can watch it at the Barefoot Pool Bar, the Tambu Lounge, or the Oasis Bar and Grill. Uh, the Oasis Bar and Grill is only open to guests at the resort. Uh, at Pop Century, it will, will be uh, playing at the Petals Pool Bar and inside everything pop shopping and dining uh, in the purple section. Uh, Saratoga Springs will be at the Turf Bar, Turf Club Bar and Grill, uh, Wilderness Lodge at Geyser Point Bar and Grill or the Territory Lounge, at the Yacht Club, the Allen Compass and the Cruise Cup Lounge, at the Beach Club in Martha's Vineyard, and at ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex, the aforementioned ESPN Wide World of Sports Grill. Okay. If you're at Disney Springs, you can watch the game at Splitsville, Rainforest Cafe in the Lava Lounge, Planet Hollywood, Paradiso 37, Taste of the Americas, or the Boathouse. Uh, they do expect to add additional locations, uh, you know, during the course of the next few days. So uh, we'll get them to you. I don't know. If I had to choose from those, based on like pricing and all that, I'd probably choose the one at the Wide World of Sports because I think you're just paying whatever the whatever food you buy. And that place is just like surrounded in TVs. Right, but it's $100 with a minimum no, 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 for no, no, food no, no, and beverage. No, 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 The ESPN, the Wide World of Sports oh, Complex oh, okay. one. Right, right, not the ESPN Club. No. Gotcha. You know, because like I said, I have been in there and it's, you know, it's TVs everywhere. It's definitely sports themed. Right. But you're not having to pay that ridiculous price. And there's probably not going to be that many people there because who knows about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you got to like, you know, make a special trip over there. All right. So if you're going to go there, what's going to be your favorite snack? Well, I can't get. So Tony wants me to say the Baby Simba popcorn bucket, no, which is now snack available is at be Animal popcorn. Kingdom. Popcorn. Okay. And if you're going to get popcorn, <laughs> we can talk about the newest popcorn bucket. I don't even know if they sell popcorn. <laughs> I'm trying to give you segues. It was a bad one. Speaking of segues, she won't let me take the segue tour in April. Well, we might. Okay. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> Um, so there's some new popcorn buckets at Animal Kingdom. It is Simba in the pose uh, like he's being held up with his arms sort of limp. At Pride Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It's cute. Popcorn goes in his back. That was originally at, what, Disneyland Hong Kong? Correct. And now it's in the Animal Kingdom. He's got little feet with little feet pads. How much is he? He's adorable. Hold on. I'm scrolling through the story <laughs> while you talk. He is $16.99. Okay. And you can find him at uh, various popcorn stands around Animal Kingdom. And in the Magic Kingdom, they are still working at the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. They're changing out the vertical support beams. Um, and there's a few that are now finished so we can see what the new ones are going to look like. Um, they are concrete replacing the steel ones. I liked the steel ones better, you know, just having been there recently. Uh, I was still able to see the steel ones. They're still in great shape. Um, the spaces where they took them down, they had not put up the concrete pieces yet. So it was just really these rusty bars. Right. Uh, this, the concrete ones look okay, but I don't think they look nearly as nice as the steel ones did. But Right. So when Tomorrowland was originally envisioned, 
you know, it was very, very clean lines, a lot of concrete. Uh, this was the early, early 70s, but it was based on Tomorrowland from Disneyland, which was built in the 1950s when everything was going to be, you know, concrete and very, very straight lines. Um, and then Tomorrowland and Walt Disney World was redone in 1994 in a steampunk style. Uh, and that is when they added all of the metal to the support rods. So, you know, it's been 26 years. It's uh, it's time to freshen it up. And they're freshening it up by going back to the past. I just, I don't think it looks that nice. All right. Well, that's your opinion. I know. No one asked me. Uh, the slap Are you brace- an Imagineer? No. The slap bracelets that we had spoken about weeks ago that Once ended up ago. having some difficulties uh, with the actual puck have uh, rolled back out. So they are now available at Shop Disney, and I'm expecting that you'll see them in the park soon, too. Right, and they all retail for, uh, well, starting around $24.99. And they've got some nice designs. They've got, you know, Stitch, and Orange Bird, uh, Mickey and Friends. They've got a Figment one. Uh, the Olaf Magic Band is going to set you back twenty nine ninety nine. I don't know if that is uh, worth the extra $5. I don't know. I like the Mickey one. But uh, the Mickey one is pretty cute. So if you like slap bracelets and you're headed to Disney, yeah, you might want to check one of those out. Okay. Um, Tokyo Disney is getting something fun. In, in, as part of their uh, reimagining of their fantasy land, they are getting a happy, what is it? The Happy Ride with Baymax. Happy Ride with Baymax. I wrote this down and I couldn't read what I what I wrote. Um, so what what is that like? So it is uh, very similar to Mater's Junkyard Jamboree and Alien Swirling Saucers. Uh, so it's just, uh, you know, a spinny ride uh, with two vehicles attached uh, that spin. So Okay, what do they have, like a big Baymax in the middle yeah, or something? Yeah, it's a big Baymax in the front vehicle, and it looks like he's a blow-up Baymax. So it's uh, it's pretty cute. But, I mean, you think there's like one in every in for every vehicle, or do you think there's just like one big Baymax? And- I, w- I would, uh, based on this picture, it looks like there's one in the in individual vehicle that's in front of you. Okay. Now, it would be really cool if the ride started and he wasn't inflated. I know, right? I bet it's And then not you got though. to inflate I him. I bet that's not how it goes. So I'm sure we will get some video of this uh, in the next few days or coming weeks, as Cheryl mentioned. Tokyo Disneyland is refurbishing uh, their their what they are considering their new Fantasyland. I wonder if they're eventually going to get that in um, Disneyland at California Adventure on like Pixar Pier. Maybe hmm. that would be fun. Yeah, and then our very last story: Disney Plus has a line now of unscripted shows that are being released. That's right. They have announced four new shows. Uh, the first one: National Geographic's Meet the Chimps. Uh, which is a show that follows uh, the 300 chimps at the Chimp Haven Animal Sanctuary, which is 200 acres uh, of forested land in Louisiana. So that looks like it's going to be fun. Um, The brain competition called The Maze, uh, which pairs up teens and adults in two-person teams that have to solve riddles and go around the country uh, amazing race style. Uh, the next show is untitled, but it is uh, going to look at the the teams that make the Pixar Spark Shorts, um, the process of how they are created and the people that help bring them to life. And then the fourth new show is a show that actually was on ABC in 2014, but then was subsequently canceled, and that is called The Quest. Um, it is where teenage contestants are dropped into the fantasy world of Everrealm and have to come face-to-face with magical challenges. Okay. If you're familiar with LARPing, I think it's very similar to uh, a LARPing type of stuff. I am not familiar with LARPing. LARPing would be live action role playing. 
Oh. Yeah, which, okay. like, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons type stuff or fantasy realm stuff. And Cheryl's already lost interest. I so <laughs> she won't be watching that show. But that's uh, pretty much all the news for today. We are at 20 minutes. You have anything before we want to close it out? No, I think that's it. All right, good. Then I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.